All right, everybody. So thanks for tuning in today to Peeling Back the Fourth Wall. Uh, so Aurora and I are very excited to discuss today's topics. Um, you know, there is, as many of you probably know, there is a Hunger Games prequel book that's been out. Um, there's going to be a uh, Hunger Games prequel movie as well, um, you know, kind of capturing uh, the book and what was in the book. Um, I have not read it because I am not a big book person. Anything that's uh, longer than a Bernstein Bears book, I can't really do it. So um, anyway, um, Aurora and I wanted to uh, discuss uh, kind of what trilogies we want to see a bit more of in prequels and uh, give kind of you know some ideas and things there that we have of some series uh, you know movie series that we would love to see uh, some prequels of and so with that being said uh, we'll jump right into it for those of you who don't know Aurora is the two-year-old dachshund on the cover art of the podcast uh, she's a huge movie fan huge TV fan uh, she's always sitting there watching everything with me as we um, you know as I watch content and uh, yeah, she's a big reason for a lot of the content we have on the page. So with that being said, uh, like I said, we'll jump right into it here. Uh, first up is actually uh, a Harry Potter prequel. Now, um, there's been various discussions of you know a Harry Potter series doing you know something else um, other than the works they've already got going. Um, it's always a lot of rumors of things going around, and hopefully at some point they do have more content. Um, they did do a prequel series. They are doing a prequel series right now, and it's, you know, the Magical Creatures uh, series. Um, and and that's great, um, but we're talking about a prequel to the Harry Potter series, so kind of in that middle area there. Um, and so our title for this would be The Wizarding World, The Rise of Voldemort. Now, this film would showcase the years of Lily and James Potter at Hogwarts, right? Uh, it would showcase their time period there, their schooling, some of the antics they got into. I mean, you could probably make this a, you know, four, three to four film series. Um, you could probably go deeper than that if you want. We don't have to. Um, so... You know, this would be an epic showcase of their years there, um, showing their friendships, the different various things they learned, um, maybe some of the ways that the schooling and things was different that, at that time as well, um, and Tom Riddle's time at school, which we got to see flashbacks and points of, but we would like to see a bit more of his character, right? A little bit more of like what he's thinking, what he's doing in school. You know what I mean? Um, I think that would be a good concept to see. Um, as, as time progresses um, through their years and things, you know, how does Tom Riddle essentially evolve into Voldemort, right? What causes that? And we know there's a troubled past and things like that, but it'll be interesting to see how things would play out. You know, you would see James Potter, you would see Severus Snape, you'd see Sirius Black, you'd see Tom Riddle, you know, Wormtail, all, all, all of them. You know, all the Marauders would be present. Um, and I think it would be epic to see the roles that they would play out on each other during their times in school that made up their futures, right? So, you know, you could also see Professor McGonagall, uh, Professor Dumbledore, uh, not Headmaster, um, you know, a few years younger as professors showing, you know, kind of their teaching styles, things like that kind of before, um, you know, maybe McGonagall's a little bit newer to the teaching scene at that time, or, you know, maybe she's not even teaching at that point, which we kind of, they kind of messed up a little bit 
in the prequel films already, showing her like so young um, back in the day or uh, being a professor back in the day or whatever. So they messed that up a little bit. I know we talked about it before on another episode, but um, anyway, I, I think this would be a really cool concept to see them two in you know some of their younger professor roles, um, as well as seeing the Marauders, you know, seeing how. Uh, Cerverus Snape maybe was even friends to Tom Riddle, right? Here's something we don't get to see. We don't get to see those things play out. We know that he was a Death Eater. We know that he followed Voldemort. But why is that? Was that something, was that a friendship that was created because he was against James Potter? Was he so against James and the other Marauders that Tom Riddle corrupted him to come to his side and be on the dark side and maybe he knew about some things uh, of tom riddle um before he came to power that he never really told anyone so maybe snape was a big reason why he rose to be as dark as he was maybe snape helped him become as powerful as he was who knows but this would be interesting things that we could see in that young time period of these characters that we didn't get to see until after many of them were dead um or you know in their older years you know after school things like that um, you know, we wouldn't want to see, I mean, and this is just something to be fearful of or stay away from if this was something that, that, you know, story that was kind of shown, we wouldn't want to see some stupid rendition of the, the Twilight series love triangle with Lily going back and forth between, uh, Cerverus and James. I mean, that, that would be absolutely stupid. And, and I hope that that wouldn't clutter things up. Um, but you could definitely do something where, you know, Snape is still wanting to be friends, wanting to be companions in a way with Lily. Um, and Lily's kind of fighting with that, you know, cause she loves James. She wants to be with him. Um, she sees a side of him that he doesn't show to other people. So yes, he does look pompous and like a jerk and things like that. Um, but really maybe so is a softer side to her and things like that. And this would be a good way to kind of redeem him in a sense, because in the movies, um, Again, not as familiar with the books, but in the movies, it'd be a great way to um, make sure that he's not just looked at in the light of being a jerk throughout school and arrogant and, you know, a swank is what um, what Snape called him. But, um, you know, I think I think this would be good. I think this would be really good for the series to showcase some of these characters, um, you know, bring some of these things to light with them. Um, yeah, I just think it would be really awesome to add depth to those characters. And it would be meaningful throughout the rest of the series when you watch the Harry Potter series. And anytime you see his parents, anytime you see anything going on with these characters, it now adds more depth to what they're doing. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a really awesome concept. Um, you know, what do you guys think? Let us know. Um, we'll probably do at some point, cause there's so many different ways you can go with this, probably do a, you know, top 10 or a top five, maybe new, Harry Potter series or storylines to feature um, you know we'll probably do this with some of these other ones as well um, the next one is actually one we'll probably do another episode of talking about the top five opportunities for them for new stories to tell and uh, this one is Lord of the Rings okay um, we've already they've already done prequels but what about a pre prequel right so what about you go to a time before the Hobbit Okay, they are looking to do, and we'll talk about this later. They're looking to do an animated film that happens about 250 years before the Lord of the Rings takes place. But you know, aside from those things, what we're wanting to look at is to see a tale before the times of the Hobbit series with 
skin changers aplenty, right? See a time with skin changers and showing what their lifestyle is like, you know, showing what their, um, you know, their culture was like, what their villages were like. This would showcase their way of life when they flourished and show a war that happened during this time frame between the dwarves and the orcs, right? The war would ravage the skin changers' lands, uh, see many of them die in the war, and this would be why Bayorn, who's the skin changer we saw in The Hobbit, um, doesn't respect the dwarves. Okay, the the series would essentially um, it, it could feature goblins where the um, dwarves are during their fight with the orcs at the time. Uh, they're trying to get a certain mountain area that is um, home to a goblin um, horde or a goblin. Maybe it's Goblin Town. They're trying to take over Goblin Town uh, to get an upper hand in the battle against the dwarves. They need that for military strategy. And uh, they believe that they should get the mountain because dwar goblins are lesser than them. Goblins are worthless compared to, to dwarves, and so dwarves rightfully should have it. Um, and that essentially would be the same thing that Bayorn said. Bayorn said in the Hobbit movies that you know he doesn't like dwarves. He he they don't respect or, or care of things that they deem lesser than their own. And that could be something we could showcase here is that dwarves had that mentality of, of that of goblins that they didn't deserve those things. They're lesser beings, so they don't deserve to have this goblin town area inside the mountain. And so maybe they wanted to take that over for themselves and then, you know, help them to win the war against the orcs that they were fighting. But, yeah, I, th I think this would be really good. The story would showcase the goblins, um, and and it would really show us cool cool concepts of the skin changers. You know, and, and they don't always turn into bears, some of them turn into wolves and things like that. Some other creatures. I just think that would be such an awesome concept to showcase. Um, and maybe it's just a one film thing. You know, there's not a ton just to that story. But maybe you wrap it in with another set, another set of events that are going on and taking place that kind of lays the grounds um, for Middle Earth now. You know, um, I just think it would be really, really awesome to see uh, kind of how that how that works, how that transpires. Uh, and see more of the skin changers. I think all of us were, are a little disappointed that there's only one. And yes, it makes him special, but man, it would be so awesome to see like a culture of them. Um, I just think it would be really great to see multiple ones that turn into multiple things. So, yeah, what do you guys think about that? I think it would be a great series. Um, Aurora thought it would be a really good series. Um, she said one of them could even turn into a giant dachshund, um, which she was really excited about the thought of, but... Uh, yeah, that, that's one that we thought would be a pretty good uh, prequel there. And again, they've already done the Hobbit series, and they're already looking to do uh, you know an animated film that's a, that's a prequel to Lord of the Rings as well. Um, I know Amazon's doing their television show also. Uh, so there's a lot of different things. There are so many different stories, so many different huge points of time within Middle-earth um, that they could feature. And so... You know, we'll probably see a lot more of them, it seems like. Uh, it seems like more things are starting to be announced as we go. So we should end up seeing more and more of this as time goes on. But I think um, this could be a good, interesting piece 
to a culture and a civilization we didn't get to see much of. Maybe it's, it includes the Ents, too, and we get to learn a little bit more about them, maybe see the she Ents for a while, because um, it's very interesting how that kind of shook out with the she Ents disappearing. Um, so, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Um, we'll see. We'll move on to um, the next one here. This is a big favorite of Aurora and myself. We really enjoy the Jurassic Park franchise. And uh, we thought this would be a really cool concept to do a Jurassic Park Isla Nublar. Or, not Isla, bleh. Jurassic Park Isla Sorna is born. Okay? So that would be the name of the movie. Um, and for those of you who are not aware or mix up the names of the islands, as, as many do, it's, it's understandable that you can mix them up. Isla Nublar is the island that you primarily see. It is the island from Jurassic Park 1. It is the island from Jurassic World, Jurassic World 2, um, and maybe it's featured in Jurassic World 3. I don't know yet. But um, that is the primary primary island that you see. It is the one that they built the park on. Um, now, Isla Sorna is the one that you see in Jurassic Park 2 and Jurassic Park 3. Isla Sorna is essentially the first island it is where this whole concept where the where the dinosaurs all that was born is where it was created right so this island was where most of the incubation chambers were it was where most of the dinosaurs were bred and raised well, well not bred but you know this is where most of them were created and raised to mature and then once they're at a certain maturity level they would be uh, relocated to Isla Nublar okay now, that's great. Um, I, I think it needs to be featured a bit more. Most people don't see and understand um, that Isla Sorna, if you think about the concepts of the islands, came first. The infrastructure there had to have come first to create the dinosaurs and nurture them to their habitat to move them to Isla Nublar, right? So it would be very interesting to see uh, how things happen on Isla Sorna in the beginning. Um, you know, and, and obviously some things have to happen. Some things have to go wrong. And you'll figure that out. But, you know, this would be a great series to show the actual first island. The initial trials, initial experiments that were happening and going on when creating the first dinosaurs. Showing the raptors, checking the fences for weaknesses and things like that that they talked about in the first movie. Showing that... Um, you know, copies were maybe even thought as pets running amok on that island because they thought, oh, they're so small, so tiny, they're not a big thing. You know, maybe they just ran amok for a long time over there. And that would be something that they could feature, um, you know, showcasing in the beginning, early stages, not knowing how dangerous that they could be. Okay. Then, um, you know, it could be really interesting to showcase some new nuances, some new concepts. Maybe you have John Hammond um, having built uh, underground homes and things like that at Isla Sorna, where there's actually a community and all the workers actually live there for free. Um, this would be something that he, I could definitely see him doing. Um, similar to like the community on Lost, uh, on the, the island where they actually had people living and things on that island in a community. It'd be very similar type of concept. Um, and yeah, those people, most of them would have ended up dying. Um, and maybe Hammond's daughter, John Hammond's daughter, who was going through a divorce at the time of the first one, maybe, just maybe, there is a part of 
this movie that kind of helps understand why that divorce is happening. Maybe her and her husband and their family lived on that island and all this stuff happened. They happened to get off, but he wanted to divorce from her because of everything that was they were being put through on that island. Right. So maybe that's why the divorce started. And then it, it goes really well into the times of, um, you know, Jurassic Park, the the original film. And, you know, you can kind of showcase, um, you know, what was going on with the Raptors over there, uh, showcase something going wrong and them understanding, you know, they needed to send, um, you know, the Raptors over to the first island, put them in more secure cages, things like that, maybe. Uh, and maybe that's a reason that they started moving them all together at one time to the new park you know maybe that's what kind of spurred it forward maybe john hammond was worried that word would get out about this and he needed to start making some revenue now get some people in to approve the park now before you know his you know his uh son-in-law at the time uh you know could have got the word out or maybe even some other survivors could have got the word out so maybe that maybe that helps kind of shed some light there but who knows? I thought that would be a cool concept to kind of show. Um, it is something that you could do a prequel of it, and it wouldn't take away from the continuity. It wouldn't be something that would need to be retconned or anything like that. So, what do you guys think about that? I think it would be a neat concept to see. I don't know what kind of things that we can do to make something go wrong or whatever. Actually, maybe it's something with their competitor. Thinking about it just now, maybe the competitor of um, Engine which is Biosyn, maybe Biosyn, um, maybe, maybe they end up going and trying to get, get something from there. Maybe they end up, um, you know, coming and trying to steal a bunch of data and information from, uh, from Isla Sorna and the island and the workers there and things like that. Maybe it gets found out, um, you know, maybe there's uh, a battle or something that gets, uh, started there. Maybe there's, uh, you know, some mercenaries. From, that were hired by Biosyn to go in and, and steal some of the things and they get caught and then there's, you know, some gunfights and things happening there. Maybe that's something like that going on. Uh, that could be that could be an interesting concept, actually. Um, so, yeah, what do you guys think? What do you think would be a good opportunity for a Jurassic Park sequel um, involving Isla Sorna? What, what ideas do you think could be a good storyline and plot for that? Um, we would love to see something because we just enjoy so much the Jurassic Park franchise. And I think this would be a way that they could you know do something a little bit different than what they're doing now um and kind of revamp a little bit of things from a prequel standpoint okay so moving on the next series we're going to talk about is actually transformers okay we're big transformers fans here on the podcast um aurora does love her transformers um she uh Likes Transformers a lot because there's a little chihuahua in it named Mojo. Uh, a lot of funny antics with Mojo in there. Uh, so she likes any film that has a dog featured in it. Um, so yeah, she does love the Transformers series. And the one thing that we continue to see be a... Not necessarily a problem, but something that becomes a problem over time is that you get too much focus on the humans. Right? Too much focus on the humans, too much focus on the story of the humans, and, you know, all the drama that the humans create. So, why not fix that? Why not do a prequel series? Prequel, it could be a prequel series. I think a prequel series would do really well. Um, but do a prequel series or film of The War of Cybertron, okay? 
and this would showcase the war on Cybertron, um, Optimus rising to leadership of the Autobots. Um, it would show how he, you know, kind of turned away from Megatron at one point, how they once thought of each other's brothers, uh, you know, show Bumblebee uh, getting his voice box damaged in a battle, um, show some of the other Autobots during the war, you know, and their, their abilities, you know, Ironhide be featured again, Wheeljack would be shown with the Wreckers, RC could be shown, like those are things that I think everybody would love to see, more of like the actual battles between the Autobots and Decepticons, and I think doing the battle on Cybertron would be something that would eliminate the human element of this, and I think make it overall a better action film. I think people really would love to see more of just the Transformers and not have to deal with going back and forth between Transformers, human drama, Transformers, human drama, right? At least that's what our thought is. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, we will move on to the next topic well what do you guys think do you think a war of cybertron uh movie for transformers kind of setting up the plot showing the battle that happened to create the autobot septicons like would you like to see that because we would so let us know what you think next up is this will be a little not necessarily controversial but you know a little ruffling of feathers maybe so pirates of the caribbean okay we would want to do a pre-Captain Jack Sparrow, okay? So we would want to showcase young Jack Sparrow, okay? And in this sense, you could go away from Johnny Depp. You could have another actor doing a young version of Captain Jack Sparrow um, when he is a younger pirate learning his ways, right? Now, this would be a good concept. One, because like we said, you get rid of having to worry about Johnny Depp with everything he's dealing with. But you can keep the series alive, make some money on the good series you already have instead of this reboot that you're looking to do. Or not necessarily a reboot. I, I don't know exactly what they're calling it or how they're going about it right now. But whatever. Anyway, um, showcase Jack learning to be a pirate, learning how to be a good pirate through his dad and a historically famous pirate. Okay. And this pirate could be Captain Kidd. Captain Kidd was a famous pirate that he was a British Navy man at first um, who became a pirate later on. He essentially was hanged later on in life, um, had a treasure somewhere that people didn't know of. And, you know, this would have been Jack's first captain, per se. Um, so Jack's dad would essentially work to corrupt and turn captain kid to piracy uh with a conspiracy uh and then jack and his father jack plays along as someone on the ship who finds a way to use messages in bottles okay so use message in bottles that he leaves floating um you know throughout the voyage for captain's dad who's a captain of a ship at this point, not the Lord of Pirates at, the, at that time, but to find the bottles and know where they're going, know what they're doing, get any clues to what's going on, and Jack will end up over time uncovering where Captain Kidd's treasure is. Okay, And then Captain Kidd, historically, he was hanged uh, by the British Navy, and what you could easily do is have Captain Kidd um, be hanged because 
of, you know, Jack and his father outsmarting him. So they outsmart him. They make him, um, you know, you know, they they make it showcased uh, what he's doing, um, you know, as far as the treasure and things that he's taken and how he's committed piracy over time um, and been in uh, direct communication and working with pirates like Jack and his dad. And so he ends up getting hanged. So they outsmart him to do that. And then now they go get the treasure that he has. So I think this would be a really cool concept um, for the Pirates of the Caribbean series. Uh, it would keep, like I said, keep everything going. Another film, making money off of it, and not have to worry about Johnny Depp. So, you know, what do you guys think? Do you think that that would be an interesting concept to see? Um, or even just the prequel, just a prequel of that franchise, I think would be really good. What do you guys think? Uh, let us know. Maybe we can see something where it's the forging of the Pirate Brethren and their, you know, um, trapping... Uh, Calypso, you know, they're binding Calypso or something. Maybe we go back that far. All of those things seem to be good concepts, actually. So, yeah, let us know what you would like to see from pirate lore and pirate mythology. There's so many things that they could do with the stories that they have already in place from a prequel standpoint that could be really, really awesome series. All right, and with that being said, uh, we'll jump into quick news snooze here uh, as Aurora's starting to lay down uh, for her nap, and she says that the news is boring. Although she says that it's great, we need to get it out, make sure you guys hear about it. She does not want to partake in it, so she will be snoozing while we talk about the news. Um, so yeah, we will start the news segment here. Uh, first off, there are uh, some photos from filming that does show the Eye of Agamotto returning to the MCU. Now, this is a little odd, it's strange, because we don't know how it returns, right? Thanos destroyed the Eye of Agamotto, because it's one of the Infinity Jewels. So... If he destroys the Eye of Agamotto, then how does it come back? How does Doctor Strange get it back? And maybe there's some time travel thing. Maybe there's a magic thing he did or whatever to get it back. But I hope, and this is this will happen over time. And it's just, maybe it won't. Maybe it won't. But over time, the MCU, with all the films they have, all the series they have, all the story arcs and things they have put in place, it is, rest assured... Most people, like 99% sure, it will happen at some point that they will do something to mess up the plot. There will either be a plot hole or an error with the plot somewhere. And you will have to overlook certain details. Now, there's probably some of those things already that I'm not just not thinking of. But this could be one of those. If they bring back the Eye of Agamotto and they don't explain how he's able to go get it after Thanos destroyed it. So hopefully they take care of that. I would imagine that they will. But over time, be watchful for things like this because that will happen over time. The more and more and more you do, the writers, directors, you know, producers, all of it, they're going to lose track of something at some point, and it won't mesh. So we'll see what happens, but hopefully they explain that. Um, pretty exciting for uh, myself and Aurora. We actually really loved watching the old so show, The Munsters. Okay, and uh, Rob Zombie is actually producing a Munsters film after the TV show. So very excited for that. I think it'll be pretty good. Um, Rob Zombie being the director does worry me because it may not really stick to the Munsters 
um, TV show because it was a funny comical TV show at the same time. So hopefully he does keep it comical and things like that and doesn't make it too serious like I worry about. But we'll see. It'll be great to see something on screen about them anyway. Next is, um, and this, this is mainly for my mom. She's a huge Stephen King fan. Um, so Stephen King's uh, movie Christine is um, being rebooted. So that movie will be rebooted. So there's going to be a new Christine movie coming out. So stay tuned for that, Mom. I know you'll be very excited about it. And then um, on the on some photos from the sets and things that we've seen from um, Ghostbusters 3, uh, we're very excited because there is a very looking, a very very creepy looking house, like an old school, like classical haunted house looking building in in the movie, and so we are very excited about that. I think it's gonna be awesome to see. Um, and then also, you know, Echo Three, the um, or um, Ecto Ecto Three, uh, the car. Uh, they actually find it, and so we've seen pictures of it looking, you know, old and, and decrepit and gross. Um, so that's really awesome to, to kind of see it and see the artwork because they are keeping it the same to its iconic nature from before. So that's really exciting, too. So um, very excited. Just makes us even more excited for that to come out and happen um, when Ghostbusters 3 does hit the screen. Now, um, controversial here, next bit of news is Chris Pratt has said, he is interested in a Fast and the Furious, Jurassic Park crossover film. I'm really frustrated with that. Why in the heck would you want that? Like, I wish I could talk to Chris Pratt and just be like, dude, what are you thinking? Like, those two film franchises do not coincide. They, they, their, their plots won't line up. The basis of the series won't line up. Like, it just does not make any sense. It does not make any sense. Uh, why? I can't fathom it, guys. I can't fathom it. So, Fast and the Furious. It's all about all these fast cars, things you can do with cars, all this crap, right? So, then you have Jurassic Park crossover with dinosaurs. Like, I, I just don't see how it would work. Maybe he wants to work alongside Vin Diesel. Maybe he wants to do more things with cars, and he wants to be in the Fast and Furious franchise, and he's like, oh, that might be the only way I can get in. I don't know. But I, I really hope that he's just mentioning that for whatever reason, and, and it never really comes to life because that would just – it would suck. It would not go well. I'm telling you right now it would not go well. It wouldn't make any sense, and I think it would make a lot of Jurassic Park fans like vomit. Um, so, yeah, let's hope that never comes to pass. And then last bit of news here to wrap up the show episode, uh, the Lord of the Rings anime film War of the Rohirrim is going to happen. Uh, so they are in the works of creating an anime film um, War of the Rohirrim. Uh, so we're very excited for that. We obviously wish that it was a live action adaptation. Um, but yeah, um, we wish it was live action, but it's not. It's going to be anime, which is great still. We just want content. Content will be awesome. We are very excited to see the content. Uh, so, yeah, let's see what happens with that. Very excited for it. I know Amazon's still working on their project as well. Uh, so, yeah, we can't wait for anything Lord of the Rings. Any more Lord of the Rings content will be awesome. So we really can't wait to see 
this animated film that comes out, War of the Rohirrim. And we'll get more details probably as time goes on. But we're trying to probably not focus too much on it because if we do, then, you know, we're, we're not going to have any surprises during the film. We really try not to ruin or spoil any of those surprises when we go to the theaters and things like that when we're watching a film. So, yeah, very excited. Uh, Lord of the Rings news. But, yeah, what did you guys think about today's episode? What did you think? Um, were there, are there certain prequels and things that you guys would like to see, certain story arcs that you think would be awesome? Uh, let us know. You know, we have our Facebook email below. Uh, feel free to reach out. Let us know. Give us your thoughts, comments, anything we can do to make the page more entertaining or better for you. Um, and if you enjoyed the content, please send it to any friends um, out there so that they can enjoy the content as well. But, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. And have a great one.